Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Haven't had enough of me yet, I assume, all of you. (laughs) We went live just a little bit ago, and of course, uh, after we go off the air, we sit here and we talk about how the the starters aren't going to play in week 18 and, you know, kind of resign to the three seed, and all of a sudden, the NFL does its thing in the wake of what happened Monday night. So I'm giving you a brief update here. I'm Anthony Cazenza with Cincy Jungle. And this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast coming at you. Boy, oh boy, did the league surprise us on this one. Um, A lot to get to. I'm not sure that I fully understand absolutely everything, to be quite honest with you. But it does not seem to be overly favorable for the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, I, I kind of don't know how that happened. But let's talk a little bit about it and uh, kind of attack on from our show earlier. Hopefully you enjoyed that. We did preview the game with the guys, uh, James at least, from 410 Sports Talk. Hopefully you uh, go over there and check out their show. I was actually on it right after our show, so definitely go check that out. And of course, um, hopefully you enjoyed what we had for you there. Okay. Well, let's just get right onto it. Let's start with a little good news. Okay, let's start with some good news. And the good news is that via Adam Schefter and through the league, hey, the Bengals are now AFC North champs. They are back-to-back division champs and sets, sets a nice precedent for them, sets a nice precedent for what they've tried to achieve. And so by virtue of the game being a no contest, the Cincinnati Bengals are now the AFC North champs for 2022, the 2022 season. I know we're in 2023, but the 2022 season, the Bengals are the AFC North champs. So good news there, right? Well, yeah, but what what is it really doing for them based on <laughs> Based on what we what we learned tonight, here is another tweet from Adam Schefter, and this is the league communication announcement being shared here. So check this out. Um, maybe a little small font here. Uh, Try. Let me see if I can increase this a little bit so we can uh, maybe zoom in a little bit here for folks. Um, all right, maybe that's a little better. I don't know. 
Regardless. Canceling the game between the Bengals and Bills creates potential competitive inequities in certain playoff scenarios. In an effort to mitigate those inequities, NFL clubs will consider tomorrow in a special league meeting a resolution recommended by the commissioner and approved today by the competition committee. Mind you, Katie Blackburn is on the competition committee, so she is the Bengals representative on that. Number one, the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played in an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game. Had all AFC clubs played a full 17-game regular season, those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the game as a road team and are listed below. So, that first caveat. That basically means that if the Bengals are to go to the AFC championship game, um, it is going to be, uh, depending on who they play, either a road game or uh, I think it's a road game based on <laughs> what I'm reading there. Okay, scenario one, Buffalo and Kansas City both win or both tie. Uh, uh, and this is the AFC championship game scenarios. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or tie. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Scenario three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. Funny how that's scenario three laid out, but okay, whatever. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. That is the big takeaway there. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site because this game did not decide a two seed, et cetera, uh, or potentially a one seed because it did not get completed. Number two, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 16-game schedule rather than Baltimore for a 17-game schedule. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati and if those two teams are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, the site for that game would be determined... Buy a coin toss. If Cincinnati wins the week 18 game, or if Baltimore and Cincinnati are not scheduled to play each other in the wild card round, the game sites would be determined by the regular scheduling procedures. My oh my, did week 18 just become interesting? And I put this out on a tweet. My assumption is that the league is definitely emphasizing teams and the and, and the week 18 games that they put out there, namely divisional games and games that often have playoff implications. They want as many of those games to be watched, viewed, and be as interesting as possible and not have teams sit their starters. And this Week 18 game against Baltimore, given some of the indications we had about this Buffalo-Cincinnati Monday night game being a no contest, this was leading towards both of those teams likely not playing a lot of starters likely not giving a lot of effort in this game because most would have been resigned that Baltimore was going to get the six seed. Cincinnati was going to get the three seed. They were going to play each other a week later. That's changed quite a bit. Uh, I don't even know if I want to read the quote from Goodell, honestly. Um, so that is what is occurring right now with the schedule with the Cincinnati Bengals week 18 just become um, it became immensely interesting because now both of these teams have to 
really play their starters. It looks like Lamar Jackson won't play this week. So maybe the Bengals won't have an issue really, uh, you know, taking care of business this week. I don't mean to downplay things with Tyler Huntley, but if you listen to our episode earlier, you would have found out and known that uh, the Baltimore Ravens have had a big problem scoring points without Lamar Jackson in the lineup. So that is something most definitely to take note of here. Um, let's, let's keep going here. Uh, so we have, I'm going to share a couple of tweets here from people who are much smarter than I, and this would be from Mr. Paul Daner Jr. of The Athletic. Only he could put it so eloquently and succinct as this. This is an unbelievable sequence of events, quite honestly. Check this out, how he puts this. This year, the Bengals ended up with, basically ended up with seven home games, nine road games, and a first place schedule, which is now kind of, you know, is vice versa last year. They had the nine home games, you know, or, or you know, how, how they split that up now with the 17 game schedule. Um, so, I mean, you know, it kind of flip flops year to year in terms of getting one more home game, one more road game, that sort of thing. Unless, of course, you, you play in Europe that sort of thing. Still seven home games, nine road games and a first place schedule. They've won seven in a row will be AFC North champions and face a possible scenario having to survive a coin flip to avoid playing every playoff game away from Paycor stadium. That wasn't even the case last year. If you remember, they had the wild card game at home against the Las Vegas Raiders and won that one. And then took the other two games on the road, almost won the other one on the quote-unquote neutral site, which was the Rams' home stadium, uh, and and barely lost that one. So uh, <laughs> it's just a, when, when Paul Daner puts it that way, it's like, wow, that's one way to look at it. Okay, now Charlie Goldsmith uh, from the Cincinnati Inquirer. I like this, how he put this. These are – the three possible playoff paths for the Bengals. Uh, and this is a little bit of a thread here. Two seed. If they get the two seed, that would be a win next week and the Bills lose to the Patriots. That would mean that they are home versus the seven seed. Um, and that could be a number. That would be this one, depending on how things play out, could be the Steelers, could be the Patriots if they beat the Bills here next weekend. Um, so this could be a very interesting scenario home versus the bills and at the chiefs unless the chiefs lose to las vegas then the game is at a neutral site you're following this yet unbelievable the three seed which if the Bengals get the three seed that would be them winning and bills win or Bengals lose and the chargers lose that would be home versus the six seed which in all likelihood would likely be the baltimore ravens but things could shake out differently at the two seed and at the one seed, which would likely be the Bills and the Chiefs in this scenario. A three seed, again, is them losing, the Chargers winning. They would have the coin flip versus the Ravens at two seed, at the one seed, which is Bills, Chiefs. Um, and then here, here he kind of summarizes, in short, without an upset in the playoffs, the Bengals would have to face the Chargers or the Ravens, then the Bills and the Chiefs, then other the other one of those two teams – depending on who gets the one seed. They could then host Buffalo in round two or go to either Buffalo or Kansas City for a road game. Holy moly, this is convoluted. Convoluted. Now, obviously, we know why we are in this scenario, and thankfully, 
the person at the, you know, that uh, was injured Monday, DeMar Hamlin. Thankfully he is making progress as we have said all along. That is the most important thing in all of this based on how scary everything was on Monday night. But unfortunately the, the fallout with this uh, is not so much what everybody expected and not so favorable to the Bengals road to the Super Bowl and through the playoffs. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. So this is... Something that uh, Cincinnati's going to have to deal with. They may have a very difficult and confusing path through the playoffs. But I, I said this, and I will say this um, again. This team has shown under Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor over the past couple of years, especially, they've shown a lot of fortitude and a lot of guts in a lot of different respects. And you can take that all the way back to Joe Burrow coming back and taking his team to the Super Bowl a year after having his knee torn up when a lot of people didn't think they would be much of anything last year. That's one way to look at it. Um, You can look at their march through the playoffs last year when a lot of people didn't give them a snowball's chance in hell to do anything. That's one way to look at it. You can also look at the 0-2 start this year. And how everybody wrote them off, and they were not a playoff team. They were not going to go back to the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. Here they are, division champs, and in the playoffs, despite what may be ahead of them. And you can look through this season and all the myriad of injuries to important players for various durations of time, whether that's Joe Mixon, whether that's Jamar Chase, whether that's T. Higgins, whether that is Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, Mike Hilton, Tyler Boyd. Who would I miss? A lot more injuries this year. And the Bengals have a a better record and and another divisional title in their belts here. And really, 
a lot of us can sit and complain and whine about this, and there is good reason to, to for some of that. But really, the <laughs> kind of the bottom line with it is you just got to win. You just got to take care of your business. And so if the Bengals win this week against Baltimore, they don't have to face a coin flip to potentially determine their destiny. There's a lot of other stuff to play out on the back end of the playoffs as well in terms of seven seed and all that kind of stuff too. So there's a lot of different things. And of course, the rally cry of the year, we can sit here and sulk. We can say how unfair all of this is. And there's some warranted (laughs) sentiments with that. But Mark Duffner coined the phrase, they got to play us, right? And I guess that has to be the rally cry in this locker room. As does, you just got to win. Now, here's here's the scenario, though, folks. Most likely, we are looking at a team who will now need to win, since the Buffalo game is not in the mix here. They will need to have won, I'm counting 12 straight games, tack on another five I think, right? Week 18, wild card, divisional, championship, Super Bowl to get a Lombardi trophy. So they will have needed to end the season on a 12-game winning streak. And they will need to have done that against some formidable teams. But they went on a streak at the end of the year last year. Uh, They looked like they could beat pretty much anyone last year and basically did the Browns game sitting starters notwithstanding, and of course the last second loss in the Super Bowl notwithstanding. But I mean, they were right there. They were right there. So, oh, Kevin Reynolds, wow. The injury of the long snapper in game one is still biting the Bengals in the dot, dot, dot. That is, (laughs) here we are, uh, 18 weeks later. And you knew that one was going to come back to him in some form or fashion. So uh, that is, uh, as of this evening, I think I think this is the proposal at this point. My understanding is this is the proposal, and it was agreed upon by the competition committee, and then I think there's going to be a further vote on it to kind of ratify the thing uh, tomorrow. Um, it's a little surprising what the Bengals are faced with in this, though. It, it really is surprising on that, and... Um, Michaela, your your words to the Bengals locker room and the man upstairs there, Burrow thrives and challenges will be all right. I hope so. This again, you know, now we're talking a uh, another five game winning streak to end the year on top of a seven game win streak that they were currently engaged in. So uh, that is a tough task. That is a tough task. Um, Kind of, kind of looking at some of the others here. Uh, yeah, Russ, here you go. Uh, rest the starters and still beat the the Ravens. That would be, that would be good. Um, so I'm trying to trying to look at some others here. But at any rate, that is the reality of the situation. Um, again, 
I will, I, I'm, at, I'm seeing some questions and I think this is a good way to, to kind of break down the scenarios for the Bengals because uh, job of this of the Cincinnati Enquirer. So since people may be joining late or, or are behind on the live feed, I'm just going to reiterate this here because I think this is some of the three most possible playoff paths for the Bengals here. Uh, a two seed would be the Bengals win this week and the Bills lose. And that would then carve a path where they would be home versus the seventh seed. They would then, if they won that game, they would be home uh, versus the Bills, which is uh, ironic because a Bills-Bengals game would be very, it's very interesting that that one would not be the neutral site one based on all of this. But regardless, um, home versus the Bills, and then they would go at the Chiefs for the AFC Championship game again, if that's where it went unless the Chiefs lose to Las Vegas in week 18, then the game would go to the neutral site. (laughs) And then you see here the three seed. There's two three seeds. That would be the Bengals win and the Bills win, or Bengals lose and the Chargers lose. Home versus the six seed. um, So that that would, they would host the six seed and there would be no, at that point, that would be no, coin flip, roll the dice, whatever else they want to do there at two seed. And then they would be at the one seed, which would be the bills and the chiefs. And then they, there's a three seed option here, which would be, they lose this week and the chargers win. That would be the coin flip versus the Ravens in terms of venue. They would face the Ravens. Then they would be at the two seed. Should they win that game? Then at the one seed, which is likely the bills and the chiefs. So that again is kind of a, a good way to look and a good way to update everybody in terms of what, the Bengals playoff possibilities are what's kind of at stake this week and all of that. Um, so here's, here's this right here. This is an interesting question. Carl uh, says, would you rather play the wild card at the Ravens or chargers at home? I don't really know, but I will say this. I don't like playing uh, I don't like the idea of playing a divisional cha- a divisional team three times in a season. Um, now the Ravens have beat the Bengals once, so it's not like the Bengals are looking at you know trying to complete a three game sweep, which is very difficult to do. Uh, but I kind of felt like, well, I mean, maybe you don't show much of a hand in week in week eighteen here, and you move on play the Ravens and kind of keep them guessing a little bit because they didn't see what you were going to give them the week prior by resting guys and maybe throwing a vanilla game plan at them. Well, that's probably not going to be the case this week because the Bengals do have something to play for as do the Ravens have something to play for in this now. So I would assume that, you know, I, I just, this kind of throws a whole wrench in that thought about, you know, playing the team three times and what does that look like? And what would that look like this year, particularly if you're talking about the Ravens because of what would or would not happen in week 18 in terms of players playing. So, you know, I'm almost kind of like, Hey, give me, give me the chargers away in potentially cold weather and all of that. Uh, But the Bengals have not beaten the chargers the last two times they've played them at either venue. Well, actually, both both excuse me were at then Paul Brown Stadium, the last second fluke one in 2020, and last year the wacky game where they just stumbled all over themselves, almost came back and completed a great comeback, and then Chargers ran away with it. So uh, I I just I'm not a big fan of playing the 
division teams three times in a year. But, uh, you know, I think right now the way the Bengals are playing and the way even they showed just a little bit from what we saw on Monday, I do think that they can play with and beat potentially anyone at this point. And we're already talking about a team that has beaten the Steelers once, beaten, uh, you know, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Titans who are vying for a playoff spot. So, I mean, they've beaten some quality teams in this streak here. So, you know, I'm not really saying I'm afraid if I'm the Bengals, I'm afraid of anybody. It's more just, you know, playing a team three times. And oh, by the way, when you look at the turnovers forced on Joe Burrow, the interceptions forced on Joe Burrow, when you're talking about multiple in a game and most that he has given away this year, uh, the majority have come against the teams who have seen him before and kind of have him, uh, I don't want to say down, but they have him kind of in their minds a little bit. They've studied him. They've played against him more often than a team like the Chargers would have. So that's that's where I go with that. And then, of course, the Ravens defense is is pretty stout right now, too. So um, that that's my thought on that, but really good question. And uh, obviously something we'll have to think about. But look, I know lost in, in this, you know, kind of feeling like, man, the Bengals got, got a little hosed here. They're in the playoffs. They won the division, and they control their own destiny. Uh, maybe the coin controls part of their destiny, <laughs> depending on how everything plays out. But they control their own destiny, and that's kind of important at this point in time. And so they just got to win. They just got to keep winning. That's that's what it's going to take. So uh, at any rate, that is uh, – I, I said this was going to be brief. It wasn't overly brief, but it was brief, brief by our standards, another – 23 minute episode for you all in case you are new here we have a lot of live viewers this is awesome in case you are new here this is the orange and black insider part of the cincy jungle podcast channel on the audio side of things so if you like the audio you can subscribe to the audio channel the cincy jungle podcast channel through your favorite audio streamer whether that's itunes stitcher spotify google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of those go ahead and do that leave us a review if you can there's our show bengal jim and friends is part of the channel as is Matt Minix, Matt Minix, Coach Speak, and Chalk Talk. So enjoy all of those episodes. We got some cool stuff coming up for you on all of those shows and on this show specifically. And right over here, right about there, you can click on that show icon to subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available through our YouTube channel. And of course, if you are uh, watching us through the Cincy Jungle Facebook page, you got to give that a thumbs up as well if you like the video side of things. Thank you all. Appreciate you tuning in late. I mean, we're talking 11 p.m. Eastern here, maybe later for some. For me, it's 8, and I haven't even had my dinner yet, and I'm coming at you with some stuff because I love you all that much. But that's going to do it for this little update here. We'll bring you more. We've got a lot more. And boy, oh, boy, did this Sunday become far more interesting than we initially anticipated. And here we go, coming into the playoffs here. The Bengals have a... Interesting path, potentially a tough one. We'll see what happens. Take care. Good night, and we will see you soon.